Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 198 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. Welcome to our monthly news review for August. I've got a lot of stories to cover, including our AI roundup, news on alternative investments, Goldman Sachs making headlines for all the wrong reasons, plus our regular updates on the Wealth Tech integration scores and the Keats Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map. But before I start, let me squeeze in a quick promo. I have a message for you. If you are the executive at a broker-dealer, enterprise RIA, family office, or a TAMP, your tech debt is holding you back. Your old software platforms are rusty and falling apart, and they need a complete overhaul or to be replaced entirely. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other and is driving your op staff and advisors crazy with manual processes and other errors. If this describes your company in your tech infrastructure, you should run, not walk to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and fill out the contact us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your technology ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP RFI and help you implement new software to help take your firm to the next level. And a few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. We at Ezra Group support a number of nonprofit organizations that do fantastic work for a variety of causes. One you should check out is the Invest in Others Foundation, which you can learn more about at investinothers.org. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's kick this thing off. I want to start off the news with our AI segment. The news cycle seems flooded with press releases announcing products based on generative AI and don't expect it to slow down anytime soon. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and for good reason. Generative AI is revolutionary. It's changing the way companies are working. It's changing the way we, we see AI as a tool and a technology to uh, both make us more efficient and replace a lot of work, um, a lot of low-level manual work and other tasks that are being done by humans. So here at Ezra Group, our enterprise wealth management clients have been clamoring for insights into AI trends, and we are delivering. Uh, they want to know how it can be leveraged, um, where we'll be in nine to 12 months, considering how fast we've moved uh, just in the past year or so. Um, we expect to huge, see huge leaps in capabilities within the next nine to 12 months. We've been running a series of webinars, uh, which you can check out on our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, um, with AI experts. And we've also been running a series of meetings with executive teams and boards of directors uh, from wealth management firms, both large and small, and providing our insights, um, things like, What's the low-hanging fruit? What can we jump onto this bandwagon now and take advantage of these AI tools? What are our competitors doing? And as I mentioned, where are we going to be? We're also getting questions about the differentiation between a different AI uh, capabilities and functionality. So there's a great report from Capgemini about how AI has established various use cases across different areas of wealth management. And this is more than just generative AI. Uh, AI, different tools have been used in wealth management for many years now. Uh, for example, in portfolio management, uh, a lot of systems are using robotic, pr uh, robotic process automation, which is often mistaken for AI, for example, in portfolio rebalancing. Um, but it's very different. Uh, portfolio rebalancing or uh, robotic process automation is not the same as AI. Um, the, the critical difference is that robotic process automation, or RPA, is process-driven, whereas AI is data-driven. 
AI is intended to simulate human intelligence, whereas RPA is solely for replicating human-directed tasks. Something we see a lot in uh, wealth tech firms and fintech firms launching uh, new products or features and say, this is AI. Or where, you know, put .ai at the name of the end of the name to uh, get some boosts in PR. And one thing I'm always drilling down into finding out, are they really running AI? Is there actual machine learning, natural language processing, something AI-based under the covers? Or is it just one gigantic rules engine? Which is, more often than not, what we're finding. Uh, augmented advisory next best actions uh, is, a, is a great area where AI is helping. Now, a lot of that is machine learning and predictive analytics that's driving those next best actions. Morgan Stanley announced one, I think, last year, and we're seeing that uh, bear fruit in that it's provided their advisors with advantages um, in terms of how they run their day, what they should be, who, which clients they should be talking to first, which actions they should be taking first. We're going to see more of that, and it's going to be uh, filtering down to firms that maybe don't have the resources of a Morgan Stanley. In fact, if you're looking for help around life events, um, and generating personalized uh, proposals and other types of, of analysis, you should contact a company called Intergen Data at intergendata.com. They've got a, a, a huge head start on machine learning around life events. Uh, they can predict uh, probabilities of life events in an anonymized uh, cohort, things like cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes. Uh, they're, they're, a lot of their use cases are in insurance, but they're also expanding into financial planning. So check them out at intergendata.com. Some of the areas we're seeing AI uh, have impact tax planning. A lot of that is um, OCR, natural language processing of, of uh, tax returns, and then feeding that into uh, a rules engine that can uh, provide advice uh, on the tax uh, implications from that 1040. Firms like Holista Plan, which is really dominating the market, if you check out the Keatsis Advisor Tech survey, which just came out last week, Host the plan is number one. Uh, FP Alpha is a distant number two, but you should check those guys out. A couple of areas, client onboarding, won't get too much into that, and cybersecurity. Goldman Sachs is a fund exclusively for investment in AI, and we'll be talking about Goldman a little bit later uh, and some of, their, some of the headlines coming out about them. John Stein, co-founder of Betterment, has a great quote. Generative AI and language models will be integral to the future of our industry. Just as lawyers use AI to simplify case law or draft agreements, financial advisors will use AI to quickly assess client circumstances and articulate goals and plans more effectively. The potential of these tools is immense, and the capabilities are expanding quickly. I certainly agree with uh, everything John just said there. So our first story in the AI uh, segment, Forward Lane launches generative AI product called Emerge. Machine intelligence developer and provider of, of artificial intelligence services, Forward Lane, announced its new generative AI product called Emerge, E-M-E-R-G-E. The technology is meant to assist advisors, wealth managers, and insurance professionals with automated client data analysis and insights from basically all manner of data and documents uh, in a transparent and secure way, and then delivering those in forms of insights and next best actions. Uh, this firm's founder, uh, Nathan Stevenson, described Emerge as an applied generative AI, I'm sorry, applied, not implied, an applied generative AI solution, which brings together some of the best features of the company's visual insights generator, which they're um, abbreviating as VIGOR, V-I-G-O-R. Um, 
It's a zero-code tool that allows non-technical users to get insights from data using natural language. So we, we like Forlane's insights engine. Um, Forlane is currently in the advice engagement category on the Keatsis Ezra Group Advisor Tech map. Um, there really is no area for next best actions. We're gonna, I think we're going to see a lot more firms, a lot more vendors launching tools with standalone just next best actions uh, similar to Forward Lanes. So we may have to create a category just for that. Uh, some of Forward Lane's biggest clients include Sequoia Financial Group, and they've received investments totaling more than $8 million from SCI Ventures and 630 Global Fintech Fund. Uh, you can check out Forward Lane at forwardlane.com. Next story, Nitrogen launches AI marketing content tool. Nitrogen, the company formerly known as Riskalyze, announced Nitrogen AI, an AI-driven virtual marketing content assistant. That's a mouthful that's embedded into their advisor marketing kit. The tool available to all their planned users was rolled out back in May. Uh, it's already been implemented by more than 500 customers uh, where they are using it to generate emails, social media posts, blog content, as well uh, that are significantly augmenting advisors' marketing efforts. And marketing is one of the low-hanging fruit where we're talking to uh, wealth management firms about where they can best use generative AI large language models like ChatGPT, BARD, and others. Marketing is a great area. Uh, there shouldn't be any PII or any interaction with client data. So generating these types of, um, of content is, is really simple for uh, a generative AI. And things like Nitrogen's AI tool can deliver uh, in areas such as client communications, drafting emails, report writing, preparing agendas, content creation, as I mentioned, blog posts, newsletters, social media content, Research, summarizing complex financial concepts, and it's, it's also good for bi-directional, either summarizing long uh, blocks of content or expanding on bullet points. There was this funny cartoon I saw uh, where it's two people on, uh, in, in offices, one saying, hey, I'm using AI to summarize this long block of text, so I don't, you know, this long concept, so I don't have to write the email, and then sends it out. Other side, the person says, I'm using AI to expand these bullet points, so I don't have to do that. So it's really just AI talking to AI on both sides, which I expect to see a lot more of. One question is, how much of a marketing tool does Nitrogen want to be? Now, I know uh, Aaron Klein, the CEO and co-founder, has said um, they're not looking to compete in the marketing space, and he wants to build even deeper integrations with their marketing partners, uh, which includes Snappy Kraken and FMG. However, I know Snappy Kraken launched a similar tool, uh, which I don't remember the name of, but it's similar. These are, these are tools that really have a, a mostly like a thin presentation layer on top of a, uh, an open AI or, or an LLM. And we're seeing similar products launched, uh, such as this one. And it makes it easier for advisors to use these LLMs, and it's building it into the tools. Uh, it's only the first, really the first level. I think the, this we're going to see a lot of these first level capabilities coming out quickly, but I'm really excited by the second level, where it's more than just uh, a nice interface on top of uh, ChatGPT, where you're saying, hey, Mr. Advisor, click here, you can get some titles for a blog post. Hey, Mrs. Advisor, you can click here and get some images, but more uh, in, in detail where the advisor can actually talk to the system and have it um, deliver more in-depth uh, information. You can get more information about the Nitrogen AI and their advisor marketing kit at nitrogenwealth.com. And on to alternative investments for our next news segment. 
Let me start with a survey on uh, on asset classes done by Advizon, uh, tech provider uh, and uh, TAMP in our space. And they did a study of their 1,200 clients, what their asset allocations were. And it looked like alternatives took a huge jump in 2022 from about less than 1%, maybe half a percent average allocation to over 2.5%. So advisors clearly uh, looking to diversify and also try to capture some additional uh, alpha through uh, asked through uh, alternative investments. And then, of course, performance of alternative investments were mixed. Uh, some, a lot of them were down in 2020, for example. Uh, limited partnerships, commodities, uh, were definitely way down in 2020, but in 2021, 2022, the opposite, huge gains for them. So it's only, <laughs> unfortunately, it's uh, very common that when you see huge gains, a lot of uh, advisors are going to plow into those asset classes hoping to catch, uh, catch the wave, which may not be the case in 2023. That remains to be seen. Now, alternative investments cover uh, a wide range of illiquid asset classes, including hedge funds, private markets, real estate, private funds like limited partnerships, structured products, uh, also commodities of cryptocurrency, and of course there's liquid alts uh, that are 40 act funds. There's a lot, of, a lot of stories about how alts are getting hot and how a lot of alternative investment marketplaces are looking to cater to RIAs and deliver less friction. Uh, I voice here from a lot of these press releases uh, buzzwords like democratizing access to alts. Uh, so everyone's looking to do that. But at some point, the, some of the reasons why you'd want to go to alts, the, the mainly that they're going to provide more alpha, uh, is going to evaporate. If everyone's getting into alts, uh, everyone can't possibly make outsized returns. Now, you still get the diversification and the, the non-correlation, but once um, you, you're you start to scrape lower and lower in the barrel, uh, in terms of looking for these private funds, there can only be so many good investments out there. But these marketplaces keep coming out. Uh, here at Ezra Group, we work with a lot of uh, fintech vendors doing go-to-market strategies, competitive analysis, product road mapping. So they come to us uh, looking for our advice, uh, and we try to help them. And so we're seeing a lot more of these platforms wanting to be end-to-end platforms providing access to products across the risk spectrum, um, connecting providers of these products with um, with RIAs. There's a lot of these marketplaces out there. Two of the biggest ones are iCapital, uh, founded in 2013. Uh, they have around over $134 billion in assets now um, and over 1,000 funds available. Another uh, one of the largest ones is Case, C-A-I-S, uh, which last year raised over $200 million at a $1 billion valuation uh, in a funding round led by Franklin Templeton. So a lot of interest in alternative investments and a lot of smaller up-and-coming uh, players, including Luma, Simon Markets, uh, which was acquired by iCapital last year, Altigo, Alto, iFunds, Opto, which is a new uh, player um, founded by Joe Lonsdale. Now, also, the, the, uh, I've been asked to moderate a panel at Future Proof, uh, which is coming up uh, September 11th to the 13th in Huntington Beach. You can check them out at proof, futureproof.com. Uh, Advisor Circle is hosting that. And my panel at Future Proof is called Investing in Venture Capital Made Easy with Fundrise and Allocate. 
which are two fintech players offering RIAs access to venture capital. And my panel will be Wednesday, September 13th at 11.35. That's Pacific time. So hope to see you all at Future Proof. Another player in the alternative investments marketplace space is Halo Investing, and they are in the news. They have uh, struck a partnership with GeoWealth, uh, a TAMP provider, and they're going to be able to provide structured products in UMAs. So it's a unique combination. It's something I've been talking about uh, because structured products can offer downside protection to portfolios. Seems like an interesting combination to be able to insert those into a unified managed account. So advisors can build customized structured note portfolios as one sleeve in a UMA. And you should be able to review them, report on them, bill on them at the individual sleeve level uh, level using GeoWealth's uh, software. Now, why does this matter? Uh, because it, it's, you want, you want, giving more options to advisors is always a good thing. Not everyone can use this, and I certainly wouldn't recommend it if I were an advisor, that everyone use it because structured notes aren't for everyone. But there's certainly uh, a, a decent niche for certain clients that could use this type of product. Now, uh, in March, GeoWealth announced their acquisition of First Ascent Asset Management, uh, a pioneer in flat fee asset management based in Denver. And with that acquisition, they now have $21 billion on the platform. So GeoWealth is growing fast. Uh, now, Halo was founded in 2015, uh, and they facilitated roughly $12 billion in issuances of structured notes since their founding. So uh, on their platform, they also uh, allow advisors to monitor, analyze, and invest. And not only structured notes, but also market-linked CDs, buffer ETFs, and annuities. Now, a lot of these marketplaces... Uh, try to get onto the Keats's Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map because they often have tools, things like analysis tools, um, things that were uh, tools you can execute trades and manage portfolios. However, they're not selling the software standalone. Those tools are only for uh, firms that are part of the marketplace or are acquiring funds through the marketplace. So they're not standalone software applications being sold. And that's really what the Keats's Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map is for. It's for software. Uh, I'm, I'm working on, uh, at Ezra Group, we're working on a, a marketplace map to just show different marketplaces. And hopefully that'll be out very soon. Halo uh, announced $100 million in Series C funding in 2021. And they're backed by Allianz Life Ventures and William Blair. Uh, GeoWealth, which was founded in 2010, uh, raised $19 million in Series C funding, uh, led by Kanye Partners, and a follow-on investment by J.B. Morgan in November 2021. You can find more about these firms at uh, geowealth.com and haloinvesting.com. Let me just take a quick break from this interview to talk about the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to uh, be participating in this charitable organization. And they give me the honor of uh, every year helping to judge some of the charities that are gonna be awarded uh, money. And uh, you can get uh, money for your charity if you are a financial advisor or an advisory firm. And you can also uh, participate in a program that Invest in Others is running called the Charitable Champions. This recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities. Let me just read a little bit. This is on their website, investinothers.org. Uh, the Charitable Champions recognizes financial advisory firms that give back to their communities by promoting a culture of philanthropy amongst their financial advisors and staff. 
you can submit your firm name uh, to the the uh, the organization. Uh, the application is already open. The deadline is July seventh, and the winners will be announced August sixteenth. Submissions will be evaluated blindly by a panel of advisors based on criteria including leadership and culture, events and activities, incentives, contributions, and impact. Now, I'm not a judge on this. I judge other. I judge usually advisor charities. And um, it's very difficult to do that kind of judging because they give us 10 charities with 10 advisors. And we have to decide which advisor gave the most back to their charity and helped them the most. It's really tough, uh, but you know all the money is going to a great cause. So please go to investinothers.org. And if you are uh, running a financial advisory firm, sign up for the charitable champions list. Continuing with our alternative investments category, Securitize acquires on-ramp invest, extending tokenized alts to RIAs. Securitize, a leader in expanding investor and business access to tokenized, uh, tokenized alternative assets, announced their acquisition of digital asset wealth platform on-ramp invest. Now, on-ramp invest was founded, um, co-founder was Tyrone Ross, which many of you know, a very popular figure, um, well-respected in the industry. Uh, he served as CEO of OnRamp until March 2022, uh, when he departed the company. Now, I was always a bit fuzzy on exactly what OnRamp was trying to do, and Tyrone leaving suddenly in March um, didn't help things. I know they started out providing education on digital assets to advisors. Then they expanded uh, after, uh, in early May 2021, they launched a crypto platform for RIAs, which I always thought might be an issue since many advisors uh, say their insurance providers won't cover them if they offer crypto. But I think they found a way around that. Uh, now, Ross's tenure at OnRamp lasted about 19 months, which saw the startup raise $7 million in funding and formed partnerships with firms that included Advizon, Riskalyze, and Ritholtz Wealth Management, uh, big name there, which is also an investor in the firm. Now, the um, now Securitize acquiring OnRamp comes amid big slump in crypto deal making and following a slump in the crypto market itself. Uh, so big decline in deal making around in the crypto space triggered by the, the slump in crypto and also regulatory challenges. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, there's a huge downturn in crypto prices in 2022 prompted by some some really high-profile collapses of crypto funds, including Terraform Labs, BlockFi, and the one that's always in, that's in the news a lot now, uh, FTX, uh, and of course others as well. So um, that really put a damper on, on the market. Uh, financial regulators have been intensifying the crackdown on digital asset firms and crypto exchanges, which is also putting a big, a big wet blanket on fundraising activity. Now, Securitize provides access to private capital from well-known funds, such as KKR and Hamilton Lane. Um, what they're doing differently is they're putting it on the blockchain and tokenizing it. And they hope that will make it easier, reduce friction, make it um, uh, quicker to deliver these types of securities out to advisors and their clients. Securitize secured $120 million in funding from investors such as Coinbase Ventures and Blockchain Capital. Uh, and funds managed by uh, Morgan Stanley. Securitize was launched in 2017, um, and I just mentioned how much they're raising. Um, so another important milestone, which I thought was interesting, was Securitize. In 2019, they acquired Transfer Agent Pacific Stock Transfer, which makes Securitize one of the only SEC-registered digital transfer agents that are operating on uh, blockchain, 
which is a form of uh, uh, technology. Uh, it's, a, it's really just a, a distributed database uh, that is immutable, meaning it cannot be changed once the data is written. Under the terms of the deal, 18 employees of OnRamp will join Securitize, which currently employs 150 people. Now, it's interesting to see how much advisors uptake on this um, this offering. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier there's a lot of alternative investment marketplaces out there, and unless they can deliver faster, stronger, better, quicker, cheaper, um, there's no real reason to say, well, a blockchain uh, offered security is better than a non-blockchain offered security. If I'm an advisor, I don't really care what technology you're using to deliver that to me. I just want it, as I said, better, faster, stronger, cheaper, um, more reliable. But they are uh, focusing on their blockchain delivery and believe that they can securitize, uh, tokenize rather, these assets, meaning um, basically a digital um, signature or digital um, token is used to represent shares in particular assets. And you can do things like real estate. You can say, here's a building. We're going to be selling shares in the building on the blockchain, uh, which should make it easier. You don't need a lot of uh, expensive uh, lawyers and things necessarily to, to deliver that or expensive systems. You can just push it out um, through distributed blockchain. Now, uh, by giving RIAs access to their portfolio, they believe that they'll be able to offer these institutional share classes from top asset managers with lower minimum investments, lower fees, and, and more access to liquidity. To learn more about Securitize, go to securitize.io, and as long as this website's available, onrampinvest.com. The next story in the news, all about Goldman Sachs. Uh, both positive and negative. So we'll start with the positive first. Uh, Goldman Sachs adds another feather to their asset custodian cap. Creative Planning picks Goldman to offer special custody service. Creative Planning announced a, uh, a multi-billion dollar strategic custody relationship with Goldman Sachs Advisor Solutions. The relationship will give the Overland Park, Kansas-based RIA access to capabilities that include digitized middle and back office for alternate investments, which we just spoke about, a fully electronic lending platform, advanced analytics, and product offerings from across Goldman Sachs. Notice they didn't mention custody in that list, uh, but custody, I'm, sure, I'm assuming, is included. Credit planning had over $210 billion in combined AUM um, and assets under advisement as of December 31st. So this is a huge deal. Um, now, of course, they're not moving the entire $210 billion over to Goldman. Uh, from what I read, they're moving some bits and pieces, but still gives them a foothold, uh, which every custodian really wants. That's one of the reasons why um, Pershing launched their Wove platform. So similar to how Goldman has all these different uh, options and available uh, systems, um, digital digitized uh, services on top of their custody, um, which is another benefit. Pershing's doing the same. Hey, look at our great platform, uh, on, as well as, as custody, so work with us. And then once they have their foot in the door, then they can try to steal some of the, uh, uh, some of the assets from the other custodians. Uh, and this is a huge deal. There's very few firms of this size in play for custodians, even if it's only a small bit of their assets. Um, so while the deal gives creative advisors an additional choice of custodians for new accounts, Oh, here it is. The RIA plans to move multiple billions of dollars in assets from existing custodians to Goldman Sachs over the next 18 months. So uh, that's good news for Goldman, bad news for Schwab, Fidelity, and Pershing, who uh, all have a bit of creative planning's assets. Uh, we've been doing some work, uh, some of the things we do for our clients 
especially the larger RIAs and broker-dealer clients, has helped them negotiate with custodians, uh, since we're very well-versed in all the different contracts, and do RFPs and RFIs for custody. So if your firm is interested in uh, looking at other custodians, even if you're not looking to change, it's always good to check the market and uh, maybe go back to your custodian and say, hey, if I'm getting this deal from these guys, what can you do for me? Uh, you always want to look at how you can uh, reduce your costs and increase your service levels. So give us a call, ezragroup.com. More for Goldman, but this is, um, well, it's bad news or good news, depending how you look at it. Goldman Sachs pursuing the sale of personal financial management division, according to sources. This is a scoop by Ian Wenick and Andrew Forsh over at CityWire from Goldman Sachs Sources. They are selling uh, what they're calling personal financial management, which was uh, formerly United Capital Financial Advisors that they acquired for $750 million back in 2019. So the experiment is over of Goldman in the RIA, direct-to-consumer RIA space, um, at least mostly. Uh, yeah, they have, no, they have another division, their ACO division, but that's, uh, that's B2B. Uh, so the deal with United Capital, uh, they brought over $25 billion at the time, uh, but now they're down to only $13 billion. That Those assets leaked out rather quickly. Uh, in uh, less than four years, you lose 50% of your assets. Not a good deal. Uh, Ezra Group works over, we've been over the past 18 years since we've been in business, working with lots of RIAs and broker-dealers, uh, even the ones who are in really bad shape. Rare, I've never seen anyone lose half their assets that quickly. Uh, so not good news. Of um, RIA Biz, uh, as well as CityWire, announcing the uh, the sale of United Capital, supposedly today or tomorrow, there's already a buyer. Um, the New York City Investment Bank is at war with itself, according to the Wall Street Journal, in part because ex-CEO Lord Blankenfein's, uh, Lord Blankenfein's harebrained ideas about extending its B2B brand were made worse by current CEO David Solomon. That's from the journal, not from me, by the way. Uh, the sale of the Newport Beach, California, RIA, uh, United Capital, is expected to be announced Monday or Tuesday, according to an RIA biz source. A couple of uh, rumors floating around that LPL is going to buy them or Advisor Group might buy them. Uh, we don't know what they're going to pay for this $13 billion in assets. Now, a couple of anonymous industry sources that I spoke to said they have some friends who used to work at United Capital and said that Goldman Sachs did uh, some destroy the culture almost immediately after acquiring them. So I'm not sure about destroy the culture. I can't vouch for that, but it is not unusual for a large firm when they take over um, a fast-moving uh, smaller company to change the culture. You know, you, you know they, they believe their culture is what works for them, and it's, it's rare where we see a larger firm keep a smaller company and let them run independently. Well, that's usually the best thing to do for a while, but apparently Goldman did not do that. Um, you know, the whole idea of the RIA business was to get assets and people away from Wall Street uh, and then there's in the product sales. So when, when Joe Durand initially sold United Capital to Goldman, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, people upset in the RIA business um, and selling his whole unit to what, what some firms, uh, some people said was the apex predator of the whole ecosystem, Goldman Sachs, uh, had undercurrents of betrayal, according to RIA executives, recruiters, and wealth managers. And that's from an RIA Biz article. Some other reasons why this uh, experiment didn't work are uh, Goldman Sachs tried to do too much too quickly in the mass affluent market. Uh, so there's clear logic underlying the transaction. Uh, they could bring United Capital's clients into the fold and eventually cross-sell them consumer banking from their Marcus unit or lending products uh, for greater wallet share. 
However, uh, the Marcus unit didn't do so well. Didn't do so well. Lost a lot of money. Uh, they ceased new loan originations through Marcus and postponed the plans to roll out checking. Uh, so they're also laying people off. So that whole thing didn't work very well. Uh, Goldman Sachs' final results paint a rough picture for its asset and wealth management business. This came from, um, I apologize, which article is this? Uh, CityWire. Um, so they're highly correlated with the performance of the global markets. Revenue totaled roughly $3.6 billion in the fourth quarter of 2022, down 27% relative to the previous year. And full year for their asset and wealth management business dropped 39% year over year. Uh, another article... This is from also CityWire, um, that the uh, earlier, this is back from April, that three executives from United Capital had left to start their own RNA aggregator. Mike Capel, who co-founded UC along with Joe Duran, Gary Roth, former COO, and Jason Gordo, head of client experience, uh, left to form Modern Wealth Management. So these guys weren't really in the Goldman, uh, working for Goldman for very long, but it's still related to Goldman that they left so, uh, which again, not unusual when a firm gets acquired, usually the senior people stay on for a little bit till their contracts are up and they get paid out and then off they go. So Modern Wealth Management, uh, an RIA aggregator, uh, funded with $200 million from private equity firm Crestview Partners. Lots of firms out there. We work with a number of RIA aggregators who are acquiring RIAs. There's, uh, what, I've, what I've seen, there are a lot of firms being acquired, but still a lot of new ones uh, being created between 500 and 1,000 new RIAs created every year. So hopefully there's enough to be acquired by all these uh, very acquisitive. It says the capital is going to be used to fund acquisitions of anchor office RIAs and major metropolitan hubs, as well as organic growth. So they're going to be acquiring large, sophisticated RIAs to serve as regional hubs and what are referred to as professional sports cities. Hey, can't go wrong with that. In each of the country's four time zones. Again, something we do as well at Ezra Group, uh, we work with PE firms to conduct due diligence. One of the things I want to give advice to, uh, Modern Wealth Management, check the tech stacks. We get brought in all the time to look at large, sophisticated RIAs, and we see so many problems with tech stacks, uh, so we point those out. You want to know what those are before you make the acquisition, and you wind up having to dump a couple more million dollars into the tech stack, because when you're buying them, you want them to be able to scale 2, 3, 10x. Uh, and that's something we're really good at understanding. Uh, Gary Roth, former CEO of United Capital, who's now at Modern Wealth Management, noted uh, RIA, the RIA M&A market has become more crowded since United Capital's heyday and said they plan to do fewer deals than the group's previous firm. And while United Capital closed roughly 100 transactions and wound up with some 70 offices around the country by the time of their sale to Goldman Sachs, Roth uh, imagines Modern Wealth will aim for 50 to 20 transactions over the next, say, five to seven years. Sounds much more reasonable. Though also what we recommend is don't let them keep their own tech. No matter how good it is, you want to convert it to your core technology. Don't try to support multiple platforms across the uh, acquired RAs. Uh, and also in this news, ex-United Capital CEO Joe Duran pursuing a capital raise for his new RIA investing business. Uh, so Duran is pursuing a capital raise for uh, a business venture that will look to take minority stakes in RIAs. And he told CityWire that the new venture may have a component that generates prospective client leads for its RIA investments. So some kind of mix of maybe a Gazelle Financial and Dynasty, where you're taking minority stakes and you're generating lead gen. Um, that could be interesting. 
Duran has a track record of blending tech with RIA M&A. United Capital was a prolific acquirer, which we just mentioned, and also operated FinLife Partners, a white-label technology stack that they sold to other RIAs in exchange for a flat fee. We liked FinLife, especially their money mind, uh, very interesting stuff. It really was the very first advisor experience tool that is now blown out into its own category with companies like Lumiant and Forward Lane um, and Elements, all taking some sort of influence, uh, well, I believe it was in, uh, not influence, but inspiration from what FinLife Partners did, which was help advisors um, build a better relationship and have more uh, things to say to their clients, especially giving them um, insights into how to speak to the non-CFO spouse. Very important. Uh, so at the time of the sale, at the time of the acquisition, um, they had 244 advisors, 80 offices, 23,000 clients. Uh, I'm sorry, Goldman Sachs Personal Financial Management um, had 23,000 clients, 80 offices, and 244 advisors. And finally, to wrap this up, someone on Twitter uh, was doing some, some looking around, and someone said they think Joe Duran may be the one who's going to buy United Capital back from Goldman. Now, that would be interesting. Okay, we're getting towards the end of the news. We're up to Advisor Tech Map and Integration Score updates. So for August, you can check out the Advisor Tech Map, the Kitsis Ezra Group Advisor Tech Map over Kitsis.com. And we had one, two, three, nine additional products added to the map this uh, this month. Let's go through them really quickly. Wealth IO. Uh, is under Digital Marketing, Prospecting, Lead Magnets, Networking. You can check them out at wealthio.com. Number two, Invest Suite Storyteller is part of a company called iPipeline, and this is an advice engagement tool. This is at investsuite.com. Yes, investsuite, spelled just like I'm saying, investsuite.com. Alpha Trust is an e-signature product, at, um, which is provided by iPipeline as well. Uh, you can find it at iPipeline.com. Just surf, search for Alpha Trust. It's their uh, e-signature and document process automation solution. Another one under document management, Arcus Partners. It's ARCUSpartners.com. Uh, the complete digital office for wealth management. Check them out. Another one, JotForm, is going under client data gathering. Now, this is more of a generic tool, but we're uh, Michael uh, is adding more generic tools that show up on the Kitsis AdvisorTech map. Uh, sorry, Kitsis AdvisorTech survey, which recently came out. You can check that at Kitsis.com as well. Download that report. A lot of good information there. So, <clears throat> generic tools or the non-advisor specific products like JotForm that receives a reasonable market share <coughs> in the survey are being added to the map. So JotForm is one of them under client data gathering. <coughs> We've also added a couple more. HubSpot, which you may know is in digital marketing. MailChimp, also digital marketing. That's going uh, on the map. Microsoft Bookings, a lot of advisors using that, going under scheduling apps. And Asana, going under workflow support. I know that uh, Keatsis.com, as well as Ezra Group, both use Asana. So there's your updates all of those additional products will, um, this month, or the next month, get Ezra Group WealthTech Integration Scores. So you can check those out at ezragroup.com under WealthTech Integration Scores. Another couple things here before I forget. 
go to the Keats's Advisor Tech directory and check that out. Uh, it's a little more detailed and a, little, a lot more robust than the map. So the map can only show one icon per um, vendor, but many vendors have lots of product, lots of functionality. For example, Orion has onboarding and proposal gen and performance reporting and billing, um, but we only have them under all-in-one. However, in the Advisor Tech directory, which you can find under fintech.keatsis.com, all those secondary categories are available. So if you search for billing software, you'll see Orion and Tamarack and Black Diamond because they all have billing, as well as uh, companies like Ready2 um, uh, that, are, that are standalone billing applications. But a new feature in the Keatsis Advisor Tech directory is, what is it calling it? I apologize. Um, it is a matrix, um, the words he's using here, I apologize. It's a matrix that shows for all applications in a specific category, the advisor satisfaction score, which comes from uh, Michael's uh, biannual survey, as well as their integration score from Ezra Group. I'm sorry, it's called the scoring grid. So there's a scoring grid now um, in the Advisor Tech directory, which I think is really helpful. So you can scroll down, for example, to CRM, there's you know, 15 applications. Now you can sort it by Advisor Tech satisfaction score and see just the top ones. Uh, the top CRM, according to Advisor satisfaction score, happens to be less annoying CRM at 9.2, followed by Advison 8.8, and Wolfbox at 8.1. However, if you were to sort by integration score, you'd see that Redtail has the highest score at a 9.4, Salesforce 9.3, and Advisor Engine at 8.0. And there's also a column for adoption rate, meaning um, in the Keatsis Advisor Tech survey, how many of the advisors are using that product. If you sort by adoption rate, you'll see Redtail also in the lead, 27%, Wolfbox number two, 23%, Salesforce at 17%, uh, and so on. So a great new feature uh, that I think you're really going to like at fintech.keatsys.com. On the integration score, we have a number of new scores for vendors. You can check those out, as I mentioned, at ezragroup.com. Uh, if, you, if you hit the what do we do menu, uh, what do we do menu, you'll be an option that says wealth tech integration scores, and you can see the score for any product or uh, for any category. So you go to all-in-ones. You can see all of the all-in-one categories with Orion at the top score there, uh, ENV2, Black Diamond, Morningstar Office, and Verizon uh, advise on following them right, right below. Now, we've been updating the scoring methodology a little bit over time, and if you are a product uh, provider, you're a software vendor in our space, and you have a question about how to make your score uh, go up, the best way to do that is to fill out our survey. So send uh, us an email at consulting at ezragroup.com, and we will get you a survey. Filling out the survey is the best way so we know all of the integrations you have, especially all of the, the API information you have. We've expanded how we manage APIs or how we uh, judge the APIs and score them. We ask a lot of questions about your sandbox, your development environment, your source, your sample code, your authentication capabilities. Um, so if you can answer those questions, you're almost guaranteed your score is going to go up. Of course, we don't have that data. So right now you're getting a zero for some of those questions. So filling out the survey, great way to raise your wealth tech integration score. And uh, thanks for everyone for using it. We're getting a lot of great feedback from RIAs and broker dealers and other firms who really like having this data available when they're making their buying decisions. So wealth tech integration score over at ezragroup.com. 
Well, you've made it to the, another, the end of another episode of the Wolf Tech uh, Today podcast. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, azagroup.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, information. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all again next time.